Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Have you ever felt a knife cut through human flesh and scrape the bone beneath? You're gonna need a bigger boat. Be my victim. Hello! Welcome to the Would You Die podcast, the show where we talk about our favorite horror monsters and villains. And welcome to 2024! We did it! We made it to another beautiful year. Thank you to our Lord and Savior, Mikey Mai Mai. And I am joined by... Let's let's let let's face it. I am joined by one of your guys's favorite guests on my show. Obviously, one of my favorite guests on my show. I believe this is the seventh time this guest has been on the show, which is a clear record for my recurring guests. And you know, we did this last year to kick off 2023, reviewing 2022. Now we're kicking off 2024, reviewing 2023. It is the man, the myth the legend, my dear friend, Bobby Torres. Woo! <laughs> I'm so happy to be back, Boston. You know, seven. Wow, that's crazy. But you know what? I'm honored. Seven is a lucky number, so I'm going to take that. And yes, I'm happy to be here. At this point, we're just friends. So... <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're... You know what? Like, we're family. Like you said, you're just friends. We're family. You know, we've been here. I told you before we even, you know, hit record that I say, you know what? Every time I come on, just give me a, what do you call it? Like a blow-up mattress or something. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. night. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> An air mattress. That's what you want to call it. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, let's record. Let's go. You know, I'm always here. And I love it. It's a lot of fun. And we always have a blast doing this, which is one of the reasons why you uh, why I always invite you on. <laughs> <laughs> we do. I'm very happy that this is becoming a little tradition of ours. Yes. But last year, we kind of just went through our top 10 horror movies of 2022. And I kind of did that on your own show this year. The People Under the Stairs with our good friend Mike. Yes. And uh, The People Under the Scares. I, I accidentally said the Wes Craven movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a that brilliant happens. film, by the way. <laughs> it is. It's an amazing film. Um, but yeah, that happens all the time because the title is so close to what we were inspired by. So And thanks to Mike for the, you know, the podcast name because you know he made it up before I even got on. Uh, but it's so close. So I make that same mistake. Like when I'm on other people's podcasts or, you know, whatever platform they're on, I'm like, yeah, I'm Bobby from, you know, people under the stairs. I mean, scares um, <laughs> because it's so close. It's so close. And it is a great name. It's something that I feel like someone should have came come up with a long time ago. Yeah. But, you know, Mike was the Mike was the genius behind it. Yeah. So shout yeah, out, Mike. Genius. Shout out Mike, you know, I love him. He's a great guy. But yeah, I didn't want to make you do the same thing like right away. So I kind of changed it up and we're doing kind of like a award show type format. I think kind of like an Oscars or a Golden Globe, but you know, much more important because we recognize horror. Yes. <laughs> no, and I love this style. 
uh, because yes, I did just, and I don't mind if I did this again, honestly, again, I love talking about horror, so it doesn't really matter. I can do this like five more times, honestly, but um, this is a brilliant idea and is it gives us an opportunity to talk about maybe movies that's not really in our top fives per se, but with the categories that you have, those movies that's not necessarily in our top five might make that list in those categories that you did for us. So I'm excited. And this is a little different than what I have on, you know, my actual top five, I believe. Actually, it's pretty similar. Some of the uh, movies I have on there, some. So I, I hope you guys enjoy this. I know me and Bobby are, and let's just jump right into it. The right. first topic I have for us is best effects. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking CGI. I'm thinking practical, whatever your taste is. Cause you know, everybody, I mean, we're horror fans. We love practical, right. but sometimes a good CGI is good CGI. And when they work together, that's, mm, yes, that's some good stuff. So would you like to do the honors of naming what films you've, felt and oh i should say i didn't go about this picking one i figured we pick a couple movies that had what we felt were the best effects of 2023 if you want to put one above the other others that's totally fine but um i'm not picking a winner i'm i'm just doing my nominees okay well unfortunately i only picked one for each but you know what (laughs) Fair enough, but but if something comes up, you know, as I as I'm talking, then I'll bring it up. But yeah, I did pick one for each one for each category. So, but yes, for best effects for me, I know there's plenty out there in the horror world, and maybe I'm forgetting, but this was the first movie that popped up in my mind, and it is the movie uh, "No One Can Save You." Or is it no one will save oh. you? Or no one can save you? I think it's the with the yeah, no one can save you with the alien. I think it's will. Will save you. Okay. No, no one, one will save, save you. you. Okay. Yeah. No one will save you. Let me correct that. Um <laughs> and I chose that just because I have a alien pho- phobia. <laughs> like I don't like they just terrify me. And that's one of the things that scares scare me. But I will say that movie did such a great job with how the alien looks and how it was just like moving around the house. And then we get this big giant one and it would look pretty creepy and clearly a CGI, the CGI, Mm -hmm. but it looked great to me. And especially in the dark scenes in the, um, like in the part is a part in the movie when the girls like, you know, she's hearing commotion going down um, in her house. She wakes up, she go downstairs and she see the alien, but you don't see it all together. You just see like, shadows and stuff and then when you finally see it it's terrifying but it works so well because it's not so much light on it it's it fits so well in the dark and um yes i had to put this movie up here because it did such a great job without kind of just saying um cgi is distracting sometimes cgi can be so distracting where it takes me out of a movie but in this one here i think it did a, a phenomenal job so i had that for best effects on my list and yes, I can't think of anything else at the moment. <laughs> I, I that's a great pick. I think that one will come up plenty of times in this podcast episode. Uh, okay. that movie because I'm I'll just say it I love that movie. My only disappointment with it really is it was straight to Hulu. No yes. disrespect to Hulu, but that is you know, why are you 
Hulu, why are you taking my favorite alien movies and putting them like on your site instead of letting me watch it in a theater where it right. belongs? Same I mean, like this, Prey. That, Prey was a Hulu. And I'm look, still not over it. We're I'm getting still great not over movies it. on Hulu, and they just—I mean, don't get, don't get me wrong. There's some bad ones, but well, I'm not gonna say bad ones, but ones that don't deserve to be in theaters. I'll just say. But movies like Prey and even this one deserves a chance in a theater. Yeah. Like this hmm. one would have made a pretty penny, I think. It would have yeah. easily made its budget back. I really yeah. think that. Oh yeah. But this one I get because you know it is an original film, and original films are risks. And audiences always say we want original films, and then they go and see, uh, not that. But there has been a shift, you know, there has been a shift because people right. aren't rushing towards the latest superhero movie either. That's true. Like, that true. so are, you know, one of my favorite movies of the year, just simply because of who I am as a person, the new Indiana Jones movie, that mm -hmm. flopped. <laughs> Didn't matter. I saw it three times. Right. I could only do so much. I loved it. But at the same time, I, I do get why others didn't. And like, mm -hmm. I also understand maybe if you have a film franchise from the 80s and the one you released in 2008 kind of turned off, like you kind of pissed off the fans with that one. Mm. And people aren't so hot on your Star Wars stuff. I kind of get why people who aren't me didn't rush out to see the latest Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> so right. I'm not mad at the audience. I'm just more like, why would you put that much money into an Indiana Jones movie? But, you know, that that's a conversation for a different. That's not even horror. <laughs> I don't know why I'm bringing it up. My, it's OK. <laughs> my nominees for best effects not indie. Uh, <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to name four of them and then I'll give you a winner because you have one for each. So I'm going to change up my approach a little bit. So okay. I'll commit. I'll commit. I'm not afraid of commitment, guys. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll run through the nominees real quick. My first mention I'm going to give to Megan mm -hmm. because I, I okay. thought bringing that doll to life was so uncanny and they you know they used an actual girl they used an animatronic they used cgi they used puppets they used every trick to bring megan to life and i don't know where the cgi starts where the puppetry ends and where the little girl comes into play right <laughs> like there's so much going on with megan and uh, it it created a really uncanny character uh my next mention I know a lot of people are going to be like, why? That's CG. And you know what? I don't care. But I'm going to give a nomination to Cocaine Bear. Oh, I forgot that came out this year. Oh, my gosh. That bear looks <laughs> incredible. Yeah, it does. And I sure, I would have liked to see a bit more animatronic and puppetry. Mm -hmm. But when you have Weta Digital making your animal, that's the best of the best. And that bear looked fantastic it looked great covered in blood and coke <laughs> and uh yes. and there's some gnarly <laughs> creature effects moments in that film so i'm going to give a shout out to cocaine bear the, my next one is pretty much all practical maybe using cg just to hide shit and i'm going to go with the 
more recent holiday slasher Thanksgiving because the oh. gore in that okay. was great. Yeah. And I, I consider gore to be part of effects. Yes, it is. 100%. So, and like some of the scenes and kills in uh, that movie, like that is Eli Roth's best work. Yes. By a lot. And uh, I dug that movie and I think the effects team on that film did a great job. My last honorable mention, our nominee is Evil Dead Rise. Ooh, okay. Because I think that one had a lot of great practical. I think there's some CG, but it's the yes. blending, right? It's the mm -hmm. blending, which I really dig. And yeah. uh, that is a great looking film. It is. It was going to make, again, when I thought we were just doing one, like it was going to make my list in certain mm -hmm. categories, but I only chose it for one category. Um, But I will say the look of it, yes. It is good. It wasn't obviously my favorite of this year, but I can't deny that the effects and the way the film looks because it looks amazing. Oh, yeah. I obviously agree. And then my winner is Godzilla minus one. I still got to watch it. I still have to watch it. You will be I, I won't say too much about it, but. You'll be hearing Godzilla plenty of times this podcast. I mean, everyone <laughs> who listens to this show a lot, y'all know I'm a huge sucker for Godzilla. And I saw this movie twice in theaters already. You know, I'm always working and I got so much going on, but your boy makes time for Godzilla. Believe you right. me. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. uh, I heard Godzilla so many good things about it. Yeah, I heard so many good things about this movie, and I have to check it out um, because I, again, I'm hearing nothing but good things. <laughs> I, uh, I loved it. I think Godzilla looks great, and yeah, I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna dig it when you get a chance to see it. Moving on to our next category: favorite actor or actress in a leading role. Okay. So I got four nominees. All right. I had five the last one. I have four now. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go ahead? Um, You can go again. Only have okay. one, so I'll let you go. <laughs> so we'll switch. We'll switch on and off. That's okay. what we'll do. So the next category, you'll start first. The category after that, I do that. Um, We rehearsed this, guys. Can you tell? No, we didn't. <laughs> I'm messing around. But uh, my nominees for favorite actors as actress in a leading role i'm putting i'm going to give nominations to tobin bell and saw x i'm not the biggest saw fan i like the saw movies i don't love the saw movies same here i really enjoyed the last one and uh maybe it's because it's the first time i saw a saw movie in theaters oh wow um, so I have a, conf a, a confession. I have yet to see the new Saw movie. <laughs> you know what? This year, <laughs> the, this later half of the year, I've been slacking. So I, and you know what it is? I think I'm just like you. I like Saw. I don't love it. So when it came out, I'm just like, okay, like I'll watch it when it comes to VOD or something. Cause I'm like, how many more of these movies can you do? And even though it's been a while since we gotten a new Saw, I'm just like, it's going to be the same stuff, just, you know, new story, but the same torture shit. But I'm hearing a lot of great things about this one as well. Um, and it's making me excited for it. So I'm going to 
eventually sit down and put on saw what? What is it? Eleven X. 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 Well, there, saw Eleven's coming out in, later this year. I guess they okay. greenlit it, and I guess well, they better be writing it now because that's kind of a short turnaround. <laughs> but if you remember, remember when all those Saw movies was coming out, we got a new one yeah. every single year. It was literally every Halloween we got a new Saw movie, and I think that's what did it for me. I was just like, oh my gosh, please stop! But uh, I'm gonna watch this one. I'm gonna watch Saw X, and um, I'm sure I'm gonna probably enjoy it because it's been a while. But I just wasn't that excited excited for it. But Tobin Bell can do no wrong in my eyes. I like Tobin Bell a lot. My next nominee is Alyssa Sutherland in Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Okay. Maggot Mommy. Yes. She was the one of the best things I liked about that movie. (laughs) She was my favorite thing about that movie. Yes. Yes. And I think that's a leading role. I mean, she's all over the posters. Mm -hmm. She is the face of that movie. I don't think that's a supporting role one bit. Oh, I no. think that is the lead villain. And uh Yes. She's fantastic and oh my god, so evil. So evil. Uh so good. <sighs> I remember that <laughs> like when this movie was coming out and the actress was doing an interview, she said her like her inspiration. Well, one of her inspirations was like Jim Carrey's The Mask. Which was mm. interesting because you're just like the mask, like that's a goofy ass character. Like what? But I see when I watched the film, I see what she was doing with it because her character wasn't necessarily goofy, but the facial uh, expressions and the way she moved, the way she did certain things, even certain things she said and how she said it remind me of Jim Carrey's The Mask, just more of a sinister version of it. And I see what she was trying to do and I get it now. So yes, shout out to her. I forgot all about that one, that movie. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) uh my last nominee before i tell you who my winner is i'm gonna shout out i'm probably gonna say her name wrong guys forgive me kiernan shipka and totally killer killer yes she was great just like Alyssa sutherland and evil dead rise the best part about totally killer but like and totally killer is a fine movie it was a it was a fun watch a lot I have of no, fun, yeah i have no hate towards it she was great i enjoyed that movie a lot and i enjoyed her i was a little skeptical because i'm just like you know sabrina i thought she was going to have that type of mm-hmm. character vibe you know and that character and sabrina just ugh, i just wanted to shake her a couple times <laughs> but um, i actually enjoyed her and totally killer. I enjoyed that movie overall. It's so much fun. And she's uh she carried that movie 100%. And like not to say like the rest of the movie sucked or anything like that, but I really don't think it'd be a good movie without her. Right. I think that's a movie where a one performance determines if it's good or bad and that is one of those movies. And mm-hmm. that, and the movie's good. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, I'm going to give her the nomination and my winner is Caitlin Deaver in No One Will Save You. Hey, good choice. (laughs) (laughs) Like, talk about carrying a movie. (laughs) And to carry it without talking? Yes. That was a great performance. So good. Like, now now that we are talking about this, it's it's making me mad because I wish it was in theaters. (laughs) (laughs) 
just so I can experience other people's reactions and that, you know, how she's handling the aliens and stuff. Like you said, she barely speaks in the film. So she's just, you're just going by her movements and her facial expressions and her being terrified. And you have to believe that performance, you know, and you do, you do believe it. Uh, so yes, that's a great one. How about you? Who do you, who is your best, our favorite actor and actress in a leading role in a horror movie? Um, so you named a lot of good ones, a lot, but you forgot one. You forgot one. Melissa Barrera and Scream Six. Mm. <laughs> I'ma say, listen, Shoot. I'm going to I chose her, and I'm not being biased because of all the stuff that's going on now. But people right. that know me, even when Scream Five was here, and a lot of people didn't like Melissa and Scream Five, I was actually rooting for her in Scream Five. I always was a fan since then. Um, I, I noticed a lot of the things wrong in the movie and like how she portrays certain things. And I get why people didn't like her, you know, in that film. But I said, you know what? Just give her time. Just give her some growth. You know, you have legacy characters coming in. And sometimes it's hard to develop new characters when you're focusing on older characters that you're so used to. And they take away from the newer people that you want to get to know. But she proved everybody wrong in Scream 6. And I feel like she carried that movie 100%. She was badass. And she did the the damn thing. And um, yeah, shout out to Melissa Barrera. She was just such a great person. And she's perfect for the Scream franchise. Um, Again, I'm not going to talk about what's going on now. Because I'm sure we all heard enough about it. But Melissa, yeah, she did amazing in six. So she's my choice for best actress. Well, favorite actress. I, I love it. Uh, that's a great choice. I agree. She's great in Scream 6. And I'm going to be honest, I don't understand why people don't like her in Scream 5. I never saw I never saw that. Uh, no, I've seen Scream 5 multiple times, but I never saw what other people saw was bad, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Because I liked her in 5 and I loved her in 6. So, yeah, I completely agree. And something like, like uh, the movies I mentioned, they're kind of like, they're not really ensemble pieces. Those are like one lead role carrying, and then there might be supporting, you know, like saw X has a bunch of characters, but it's Tobin Bell's movie. Right. Oh yes. (laughs) Uh, Scream six is a bit opposite that that's like a, I think a clear ensemble film where there's a lot of heavy hitters across the cast. And for Melissa Barrera to, hold her own and be the standout in a cast that includes Jenna Ortega and yes. uh Courtney Cox and Mason Good Mason Gooding like mm-hmm. uh Jasmine Savoy Brown Savoy Brown yep Hayden Pantier <laughs> yes yes <laughs> I uh yeah I think all those I think all those people are wonderful um yeah, they are but great. she is the standout role in my opinion as well so, yeah, I think that's a great choice, and I'm mad at myself that I didn't pick her. Well, that's why I'm here, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and also, when you make when you make these lists, you just forget sometimes, or you're, like, thinking of something, that, you know. Because um, what I tried to do is I try, I didn't try to think about it. I tried to do it all at once. So it's just my mm-hmm. first gut reactions. Yeah. Uh, moving on to supporting actor, actress, who's your pick? So my pick... <laughs> So I chose Mark Patton from the movie Swallowed. Now, Mark Patton was also in A Nightmare a Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 
where he played Jesse. And he's in a a movie called Swallow. Now, this movie technically came out in 2022 in festivals, but it didn't come out publicly until this earlier this year. So I'm counting it as 2023 (laughs) because that's when it came out. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But Mark Patton was great. Um, He doesn't get the flowers he deserved. And I just wanted to see him because he did such a phenomenal uh, job in playing this creepy character. Um, I'm not going to give it away for people that haven't seen the movie, but I will say that he played a creepy character that was very funny, but also made me uncomfortable. And you can just tell he still has it. He still has his acting chops and he's very great at it. And um, they chose the right person to play that particular role. Um, but yes, Mark Patton was my favorite supporting role. Honestly, I would love for him to be the star of it, but you know, it is what it is. But if you guys haven't checked out Swallow, check it out. Um, I believe it's on Amazon Prime. I don't think it's free, but um, I think it's worth the renting. Um, it's a, at least worth one watch. Kind of, sort of, a thriller, horror, creature feature, sort of. It's, <laughs> a, a, it's mixed in with a lot of things. But yes, Mark Patton is my choice for this uh, category here. How about you? I got to see that movie. So adding that to the watch list. Yes. It's a picture of a guy with his neck back and it's like this parasite in his throat and it says Swallowed on it. So choose that one. There's different movies called Swallowed, but it's that particular one when you see that cover. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. For my picks for a supporting role, my nominees are Dave Bautista in Knock at the Cabin. And I almost put that in lead role. Mm -hmm. That one, but it's to me... To me, the family is the lead, the lead yeah. of that movie. And Dave Bautista, even though, and I said Alyssa Sutherland was a lead role because she's all over the posters. Seven Dave Bautista's all over the posters. Hey, I'm not a film critic. I don't need to be consistent. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, Dave Bautista felt like a supporting role, a large supporting role, but a supporting role in this movie. And if you disagree, that's fine. It's just like my opinions, man. But I'm going to give Dave Bautista a nod here. I'm going to give Anthony Starr in Cobweb a nod here. Yes, Cobweb. And also going to give Lizzie Kaplan for the same movie a nod here. All right, so I was thinking about Lizzie. I was like, Mark, Lizzie, because again, I thought we were just doing the one. So I'm just like, who I'm going to pick? Because Lizzie, man, she... Mm. Woo! And I can't Um, pick one of them. I have to do both. (laughs) Right. Because they work together so well. They do. They do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But my my winner, I don't know how people are going to feel about it, but I also don't care. This is my podcast. This is my opinions. If you don't like it, comment at me, you know, give me the algorithm uh, boost. I don't mind. <laughs> just opinions, ma'am. But, like, no, I'm just going to say it. It's Nicolas Cage and Renfield. That was my favorite supporting role. Wow. Okay. That's a good one. So and, you're you're a huge Nicolas Cage fan? Oh, 100%. But uh, with Renfield, I think that's a film that... It's like a nice little horror comedy. It's not the best movie by any means. I think most people watch it once, be like, that was cute, and never watch it again. But I think something that film does right is it has a really good cast. Because, like, I mean, Nicholas Holt and Aquafina as the two leads... They're fun. What's his name? Ben Schwartz. 
he's in he's in the movie. He's a great supporting role. Us horror fans, we love uh, Terrifier uh, star Jenna Canal showing up in Renfield. Oh yes, <laughs> I forgot all about that. <laughs> and that that made me really happy to see her in theaters. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, that's cool, and she was great in that. But you know, Nicolas Cage is just, he was his Dracula is so good. He ain't yeah. Lugosi, but. I think Nicolas Cage was the perfect Dracula for the movie Renfield wanted to be. I agreed. I agreed. Um, I watched the movie twice and I enjoyed it very much. Uh, Nicolas Cage is just a, a funny person to me. So I know when we, well, I, it's not that I know, like I seen uh, once everybody uh, found out that he's going to be like a new Dracula. We were just like Nicolas Cage, what? But we all were excited because it's fucking Nicolas Cage. Like he's, Nicholas Cage. I don't know what else to say. Like he right. even is, he's he's even his own person in Dead by Daylight. He's not playing the <laughs> character. You can play as Nicholas Cage himself on Dead by Daylight because he's fucking Nicholas Cage. So <laughs> he's just great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's my winner. That's my winner right. for that category. Great. Uh, so I put favorite screenplay on here. Okay. And I was thinking about it when I was making my list today. How do we judge a screenplay? We didn't read these. <laughs> but I guess, uh, you know, I mean, screenplays are blueprints to a movie. So I guess it's like what we thought were the best written stories, what we felt had the strongest arc, like character arcs and development or yeah. the best plot or the best dialogue. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm interested to see how you kind of approach this but my three nominees for this one i know you haven't seen the movie godzilla minus one mm -hmm. that's getting a screenplay nod for me this really really awesome movie on shutter called the angry black girl and her monster yes that was a good one that i thought that was a fantastic movie i think it's super smart i mm -hmm. love love that uh script i want to read that screenplay one day yeah. Like that that's a good one. But my winner is going to be Talk to Me. Mine's too. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's just talk to me. Like that movie is something else. Yes. I remember seeing that because obviously, you know, everybody was talking about it. Um, and I've seen it in theaters. I've seen like an early show for it here in my city. And I seen it with some friends. And I didn't know what to expect. Like, I watched the trailer, sure, but sometimes, you know, sometimes the trailer can show a bit much, but I'm happy that they didn't show that much in the trailer for this one because I was still surprised with a lot of things that happened. But the story behind this, um, the the character arc between, uh, with well, not between, but with Mia, I didn't like her character, but only because, not that because she did a horrible job, it's because she did a fucking amazing job with what she was going through and I low-key felt bad for her, but she was also very selfish. And that's what made me dislike her. But I get it because the whole situation with her, losing her mom and she wants to see her mom again. So she's putting these other people at risk. I like when movies can do that and make me dislike a character because of their choices rather than, oh, well, the actor's just doing a horrible job playing that character. I can tell their character was written to be that way. Um, but also the new take on playing with a spirit board, like a Ouija board, but you're actually using like a hand and these new rules, like it was fresh. It was exciting. The sound design 
Um, I wish that was a a, a thing on here. Cause I would give this movie one hundred percent the sound design because the sounds and the jump in and all of that was getting me out of here one hundred percent. But yeah, talk to me was so good. I did I had a little rant when this came out because Cobweb came out around the same time. Is mm. that Cobweb wasn't getting much love? Um, and I was just like, well, Cobweb is just a good, uh, you know, good of a film. As much as Talk to Me, um, Talk to Me is just a little bit better as far as story, uh, you know, storyline and stuff, screenplay, I should say. But I feel like it should get just as much love as Talk to Me, um, because of performances and the way it looked and atmosphere and stuff. But back to Talk to Me, great film, great screenplay. I want now. I want the actual script of this. Yeah. <laughs> I want that for sure. So, yeah, what are your thoughts, my friend? Because I can go on and on about this movie. <laughs> well, I also I also got to do a uh, early screening in my area. I got, like, an email from Fangoria. It was, like, a fan event or something. So I was able to go to one kind of close to me. And uh, I've never been to one before, but so I didn't know you get good seats if you're, like, an A24 member. Or something like that. And I, I head over right after work. So I get there like five, maybe ten minutes before the movie starts. And that was way too late. I walk in the theater. It's all seated. Like, you know. Yeah, crowded. Yeah. And like the seats that weren't, didn't have people in them had like signs that said reserved for a 24 member and i was like i don't even know what that means i i i just got an email to go see a movie and that's all (laughs) i you know but anyways uh and my friend was joining me because i had the option to invite a guest so i did and i'm glad i did otherwise my friend wouldn't have been able to join me and listeners of this podcast my friend it has been a guest of this show it's my friend doug who we've talked about Jaws. He was on the first Gremlin special and just recently talked Frankenstein. He produced Spider. Uh, Shout out, Doug. But yeah, we saw Talk to Me together and we were like right in the front row on the very edge because that was the seats I could get. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, those Um, early screenings, you have to like be there early because as many times I'm literally at the front and my neck is hurting because I'm like... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I get it. And... Here's how I know it's a good fucking movie. I have the worst seats in the house. The people behind us were annoying. And I still love the movie. Right. Only good movies can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. Because uh, if the movie was just fine, even if it was just fine, I wouldn't be glowing about it today. Right. But uh, I, I have a very, very fine memory of seeing that movie. And it's mm-hmm. I've only seen it once, and it's very clear in my head. Same. Okay, so usually when I see movies once, and it's like a long time ago, it's like foggy. It's like sometimes a blur. But right. Talk to Me left an impression on me where I still remember a lot of key scenes, and I've only seen it once. Yeah. <laughs> Which is insane. So I can't wait to own it and pick it up. I, I don't own it. I'm not even sure if it's out on. I uh, think it is. I still have to pick up my copy as well. And I know they're going to be making those, like, the hands, like, replicas of the hands. Yeah, so, they're already out. Yeah. Um, my buddy we, we Tyrone, gotta get... Evil Tyrone, he got one recently. 
And we got to get one, Austin. So yeah. next time when I see you, we're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> I we're will happily, up some spirits. I will happily watch from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm with you. I am not playing yeah. that game. The only thing. All right. So honestly, if I was younger, <laughs> like if I was their age in the film, I probably would have done it because I'd done stupid shit like that when I was young. Now, I probably wouldn't have done the part where I say, like, let me in or mm-hmm. I'll let you in. That's what it is. I'll let you in because I don't want nothing taking over my body. Now, right. if I see, you know, a spirit, that's that's fine enough for me. I'm done. But I'm not going to say, come on in. And then I'm possessed for like a good 30 minutes. <laughs> like, I don't want that. Right. So I'll do the part where I can see it and then that's it. I'm done. No, I, I'd be at the party. Mm-hmm. That it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's all you're getting from me. I'll be here. That's it. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, uh, moving on to a cinematography, our favorite cinematography. It's your turn to go first. <laughs> well, we were talking about it. Talk to me. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Talk to me makes it again on cinematography. I know there's probably a lot of good things. Um, and honestly, this was one to battle it out between um Evil Dead Rise and then obviously this one. But I chose Talk to Me just because um again, the way it looked, camera angles, um, some choices that they made was terrifying and some creepy. And I at one point in the movie I felt like I was like in the movie and kind of just like going through what the hell Mia was going through at one point and it was just a, a bit much and that was thanks to cinematography where Evil Dead Rise didn't do that for me but it was beautiful it was a beautiful film but it didn't have that effect on me like Talk to Me did so uh, yeah Talk to Me is my favorite in cinematography I think that's a great pick my nominations I want to give shout outs to Evil Dead Rise, which I think has a f- similar aesthetic to talk to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Last Voyage of the Demeter. I thought that was a fabulous looking film. Yes. One of the best looking films of the year, not just of horror, but just in general, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give a shout out to Scream 6. And it's because... Well, they're all trying to do different things. And I think Scream 6 excels at being so slick and modern. And there is some really crafty camera work in Scream True. 6. But my, my pick for favorite cinematography is uh, I saw this film on Shudder, a Spanish language film. I don't rem- I don't know what country it's from, but this is my first win mm-hmm. for uh, When Evil Lurks. Ah, I knew he was going to say it. I knew he was going to say it. That's why I looked at you. I was just like, hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That movie looks fucking incredible. It does. It does. It looks amazing. It's on my list somewhere. It didn't make the cinematography part, but yes, it looks amazing. And I'm going to let you go and gush over the film because I can keep going. Well, it's just <laughs> like, well, I want to be careful because we might be talking about it again later. So... Just cinematography. I think it's like the visuals in that so- movie are so haunting. They are. But from just like a technical, cr- it's beautiful yes. and it's visceral. And it's mm-hmm. just, yeah, like that is a movie where the camera work 
accentuates the constant dread mm-hmm. of watching that movie. And I got to say, when it comes to when evil lurks, I did not have high expectations for it. Nor did I. Everyone was hyping it up. And, la- and to me, so I'm going to out myself a little bit. Come at me, guys. It's fine. In 2022, there is another Shudder rele- released foreign language film that everyone was raving about. It was the most messed up thing you'll see all year. And that one was called, uh, what is it called? Speak No Evil? Oh, yeah. I, I didn't like that movie at all. I don't yeah. know what other people saw in that movie. <laughs> and it's funny because we were talking earlier. I don't remember if we were recording on or not, but we were talking earlier how I'm always nice, right? Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to movie, because I'm a filmmaker. So I never go on Twitter and say when I don't like a movie. Uh, and that's not to say there are there aren't movies I don't like. It's more that I don't want to put that negative energy. Mm-hmm. But I really didn't like this film in particular. It just didn't work for me. And I don't I didn't see the movie that everyone else saw. Yeah. I think everyone else saw a great movie and I saw wanna be funny games. Mm. Like it did not work for me at all. And if you like that movie, I'm jealous because I wanted to like it. But, you know, so I had low expectations because I'm like, oh, another hyped up foreign language film that I'm probably not going to like. Let's see what happens. And then by golly, that movie scared the fuck out of me. Yeah. When Evil Lurks actually scared me. And uh, (laughs) we watch a lot of horror movies now, so I don't get scared as often as I used to. (laughs) yeah same here um i will say only two movies scared me this year um like legit scared me and i've been complaining about that like i kept saying and i said that i wanted this for um 2024 on my podcast as well i want movies that legit get back to scaring us like at the core like stop like i don't mind obviously funny moments in horror because horror and comedy goes hand in hand with me sometimes but I want something that's going to scare the hell out of me, but it's hard because, you know, us horror fans are desensitized because we talk about horror. We've been watching it all our lives and it's very difficult, but I will say when evil lurks in hell house, LLC origins scared the shit out of me this year. That's all I'm going to say. I didn't see, I didn't see hell house, LLC origins. That is mm. kind of hard to say. Yeah. Uh, Hell House. That's a lot of L's. LLC Origins Carmichael Manor. It's a long ass name, but oh I God. say Origins. <laughs> um, have you seen the first one? Like, have I haven't seen, seen any of them. Okay. So, so that's a franchise that I guess I'm going to have to visit now. <laughs> yes. Uh, they're on Shutter. I believe all of them are. Okay. So watch them. Um, part two and three is, mm, it's, it has a cool layer to the story of the first film, but it's kind of like the whole paranormal activity thing where as they keep going, you can just tell that they're like, all right, y'all just adding unnecessary shit for no reason. But I will say the first one and the latest one, which is Origins, top notch. Watch it in the dark if you can. Headphones, loud, whatever. Um, I watched it with Michael <laughs> together and we both were like just tripping. Like, we was like, no, don't do it. Like, just going off. And yes, please check out 
Hell House LLC Origins <laughs> and um when uh Evil Lurks. I would recommend those yeah. two 100%. Yeah. I definitely recommend the one I seen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you're uh, right about the other movie. What was the other one? Um Oh, Speak again? No Evil or something yeah. like that. I was going to jump in like Oh yeah. That same here. A lot of people was recommending like, oh yeah, that movie will fuck you up. And and I watched it. And I mean, I get what people was seeing, but it did nothing to yeah, me. Yeah, like, like it wasn't right. a walk, like frolicking through the flowers or anything like that. A walk right. in the park, you know. It wasn't that. I'm not trying to be like, oh, this movie was, uh, <laughs> was like Gremlins. No, no. There's disturbing shit in it. But it, I don't think you can be scared by a movie if it doesn't work for you yeah and for whatever reason i don't remember the reason it didn't work for me because i only watched it once mm-hmm. and that was over a year ago i'm why would i watch it again at this point maybe maybe in a couple years if it gets like a little cultural revival i yeah. might but you know i'm but at this point not nah, too recent you like nah, i just good. <laughs> i'm good for now yeah Exactly. No, exactly. Because, like, a uh, quick little tangent. When Sinister came out, I didn't like that movie. Oh, it wow, did not okay. work for me. And I watched it, and that came out in 2013, 10 years ago. I watched it in 20, I rewatched it in 2020. I gave it a second shot, and I loved it. So I might like that. Um, What the fuck is it called? Uh, Do No Baddies. Um, talk no shit uh speak, speak no, no evil. evil speak no evil okay yeah speak no evil uh <laughs> talk no shit <laughs> but yeah speak no evil uh i might like that in four or five years yeah. i might love it in four or five years like my sure. tastes are going to change we grow as in our opinions like it and that's fine i'm willing to eat crow four to five years from now for what I'm saying at this particular mo- hell, I might change my mind in a week. Yeah, it's just an opinion. Opinions are bullshit, but mine is the <laughs> right one. <laughs> mine is the right one. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, I didn't care for that movie, but I'd much rather talk about When Evil Lurks. A similar, yeah. in some ways, it's not really similar at all. It's just a foreign language movie that released on Shutter. Yeah, <laughs> that's and the only there. Like that's the only similarity. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, true, true. Um, it was in theaters too for a little bit. I was jealous. Um, oh I think shit! Mike, yeah, Mike seen it in theaters for it was like a limited release. It was only for like a week or so. Um, I missed it in theaters. It played in my theater for literally one day. <laughs> mm. I was so mad. I'm like, y'all only chose one day, and it was like a weird time, like 4 p.m. And I'm like, I'm working. Like, I was just so annoyed. But then it released on Shutter later that month. And I was able to watch it in its full glory. And I was, you know, excited. I'm like, a lot of people's talking about this movie. And you know what? Rightfully so. Like, a lot, like everybody was right. It's a messed up movie. And <laughs> one of my favorites of the year. So, yeah. We, we'll talk a little bit more about it come later, but yes. I got to move us on to our favorite production design. So our favorite yes. sets, our favorite location looks and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just in case any of y'all don't know what 
listening, you're unclear of what production design is. It's basically the sets and like, yeah, the design of the production. I'm I'm a filmmaker. I kind of lost track of who's going first and not. So I'm just going to go first. I'll do my nominations and then I'll let you and then I'll say who wins for me and then I'll do the same for you. My noms are Megan. All right. Affectionately known as Mithrigan. M3 again. Yeah. <laughs> I I love like the like the toy headquarters, like toy company headquarters and Allison Williams like little nerd basement, but yeah. also like like the coldness of the, her house. And I, I thought they told the story really well from that aspect. I'm going to name No One Will Save You okay. as a nominee because yeah. that house also tells a story. There's great stuff in that. I'm going to nominate a film we haven't talked about yet, Suitable Flesh. Oh, never heard of that. It's uh, Joe Lynch's newest movie. Joe Lynch, uh, he's done a lot of really good movies. Thinking primarily horror. I think you know him best for doing Wrong Turn 2 and uh, Mayhem with Stephen mm-hmm. Yen and uh, Samara Weaving. Right. Okay. We love um, Samara I'm a fan of that director, so I was excited to watch his new film, Suitable Flesh. And that was that was a fun movie, but it didn't win. So I'm not going to talk about it right now. My winner <laughs> for best production design is Last Voyage of the Demeter. All right. Because that was a sick ass boat. <laughs> and sometimes that's what it to get to to win me over. Sometimes it has to be like creepy boat. Best production design. I'm a simple yeah. man. I'm not a critic. <laughs> <laughs> no, good choice. Um, that movie, um, I think I only seen that one once. I didn't see that in theaters either. Um, I saw it in it theaters. Just, and I'm that sure makes it was a difference, great. you know? Yeah, I'm sure. I can tell that's a movie you have to see in theaters. It's because it's more of like an outside type of thing. Yeah. Where and there's a, there's a big scope. Yeah. Um, so. And I can tell just by the trailer, but when I watch the movie, I'm just like, okay, yeah, I wish I seen this in theaters. I probably would have enjoyed it a little bit more. But um, I will say, great on production design. You are absolutely right. It's not on my list, but um, I can see why it's on yours. But mine for production design is Evil Dead Rise. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, again, people might be like, well, Rob, like you know, Bobby didn't care for that movie. It's just like, well. I still have to give credit when credit is due. And I will say the whole apartment complex and how everything was and how it looked is a great design. Even the cabin in the beginning of the film, like it was, it looks great. It looked like an actual apartment complex. I doubt it was, but that's the beauty of movie magic where you can build set designs and make it look like a real apartment or you know, a boat or whatever it is, you know, sometimes all you need is a little uh, building production design and CGI and bam, a green screen, whatever you want to call it. But in this one here, um, they did a great job with the whole elevator, how that looks when she was entangled with all the wires and stuff and how it looks inside the apartment. And then as, you know, the mayhem goes on and on, how the apartment, like the aftermath and just the color palette and the cinematography on top of the production design is again, it looks amazing. 
Um, so that's one thing I will take away from Evil Dead Rise is that the film does look great and the production design, they did an amazing job. Even with the Book of the Dead, how that looks, it looks different in um, every movie, but in this one, it looks pretty cool with the teeth and it needs blood to suck it up. Even though that's technically a prop, but I still consider that part of production design and stuff. So yeah, that's my choice. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. That an excellent choice. It was one I was considering. Mm -hmm. It was one I was considering, but I okay. chose Megan to be to take my last spot. I could have oh easily God. done five instead of four, but oh well. You live and learn. <laughs> um, I keep forgetting that M three game came out in the beginning of this year too. Like very that was the beginning, first horror, it was like January fifth. Right, <laughs> literally, that's crazy. Wow, like uh, that Night Swim movie's coming out. Yeah, next week or mm -hmm. or this week, depending on when this podcast episode comes out. But yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Moving on to favorite director. Okay, my nominees are Joe Lynch for Suitable Flesh, mm -hmm. and I know you meant mentioned you haven't seen Suitable Flesh, but if people are interested, it's kind. I don't want to say too much about it, but it's kind of it's really cool. It's like. A Lovecraftian, evil, twisted, Freaky Friday that's really horny. And it stars Heather Graham and Barbara okay. Crampton. I love them both. So, And they're both great in this movie. When I saw it, it came out in theater, like a limited theaters, but it didn't come out for one towards me. And it was October. So I just like rented it for like, 10 bucks or something. I don't remember how much because I really wanted to see it. I do know mm -hmm. it's going to be streaming on Shutter later in January. Okay. So if you're interested in this movie, guys, you'll be able to see it soon on Shutter. And, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. So Joe Lynch is my first nominee for favorite director. I'm also going to mention the Philippu, Philippu brothers. I don't know how to say their name. But for Talk To Me, I'm going to nominate Elizabeth Banks for Cocaine Bear. Yes. <laughs> I love Cocaine Bear. I think it's an excellent horror comedy. I think it's a... F you know why I love Cocaine Bear so much? It reminds me of the creature features I grew up with, like Lake Placid and Deep Blue Sea and Anaconda. Yes. Where they're more silly than scary, but they're yeah. fucking gory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what Cocaine Bear kind of reminds me of. It reminds me of my youth. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my mom for letting me watch Anaconda and Lake Placid and Deep Blue Sea growing up. See, uh, Elizabeth Banks is also not my winner. I just wanted to. I did. I didn't want people being like, "Oh, that's an ironic, ha ha, funny pick." No, I legitimately, unironically love Cocaine Bear, and I yeah. thought Elizabeth Banks understood the assignment. Yeah. Uh, my last nominee before I say who my winner is, is Takashi Yamazaki for Godzilla Minus One. I've mentioned that movie a bunch so far. And uh, my winner, I'm going to say his name wrong, but you might guess who it is. It's Damien Ragna. Ragna? Of When Evil Lurks. All right. <sighs> that was going to be mine too, but I was like... Let me try to switch it up a little bit, but it was definitely a runner-up as well. Okay. I feel, I feel like when Evil Earth is just going to take over 
<laughs> my whole list. So I was just like, let me just change it up a bit. But I'm happy That's you chose right. it. So it was on one of ours. <laughs> so, okay. Okay. So, so shout out. But yeah, check out when evil lurks, y'all. It's great. Um, and <laughs> he did his damn thing with directing. Did the damn thing. Yes. Um, mine's is Tyler Gillette and Matt Bentonelli open for Scream Six. I was gonna say I considered them, mm-hmm. but the reason why I didn't nominate them for me is because for me I was just like, well, they did, they just did Scream. Yeah. So, but they could easily <laughs> fuck up Scream. So that's the thing they didn't. So. Like you could put somebody like a David Gordon Green to do a screen film. Right. I guarantee you that that movie will not be what it is right now. Now, granted, I like David Gordon Green. He just has a certain way of directing the movies. Um, oh, oh, no, wait. Um, what I what I meant to say was like they just did like Scream twenty twenty two. Oh, true, true. So the so to know, yeah. So to me, it's just like. I'm not as impressed because I already know they do a good job, right? Yeah, true. <laughs> so um, that doesn't mean they didn't. That doesn't mean they did a bad job. I'm not trying to say that. But for me, for me, I'm not as impressed because I expected a it. good Scream movie from them. Yeah, yeah. You seen what they did in Scream Five? But and I was thinking the same thing. I was just like, you mm-hmm. know what? They did Scream Five, so like, why should I put them on here? But the reason why I chose them is because you took Scream out of its environment city and still made it a good Scream movie because that's hard to do. You know, you can easily, you know, take Scream out of Wisborough and put it in a a different and easily fuck it up. But they still kept the essence of Scream without even having major legacy characters. Now, granted, we still have uh, Courtney Cox and uh, Hayden but this one was focused more on the newer characters the core four where we was missing that in screen five so I was impressed yeah. of what they did with these new characters and in the new setting and tying it in you know obviously with the other ones and kind of you know the whole uh, fan service thing and then also when we got the whole shrine and seeing that like I think they actually listen and pay attention to fans you got a little bit in a little bit of that in Scream 5, but in Scream 6, you could definitely tell that they paid attention to what we wanted in a Scream film, and they didn't go too far off of it. So I think that's why I just chose them a little bit, because I was a little scared when we was coming off of, you know, Woodsboro. But when we went to New York City and we were still good, I said, you know what? They get the two thumbs up for me. Fair enough. I, I think that's some great points right there. I like it. I like <laughs> Thank it. You. So... Thank you. Moving on to favorite score, so favorite music, uh, musical score, I nominated, once again, Suitable Flush, who mm-hmm. I think has been in the last couple of nominations, because uh, I had this really cool, eerie sci-fi with sexy saxophone type score. I nominated another multiple nominee for me, Cocaine Bear, because that, <laughs> w- that had a very 80s synth mixed with 1950s brassy like trombones and trumpet mixed with like the 80s synths and keyboards it it was a it was a classic throwback monster score and i love cocaine bear i reference cocaine bear a lot when working with my composer for spider uh mm. 
So I, I'm a big sucker for big brassy monster scores, but my winner is the biggest and the brassiest monster score. And my winner is Godzilla minus one. All right. I am a sucker for Godzilla music. Mm-hmm. And they picked the absolute best times to use the old classic Godzilla themes. And okay. the new original music on top of the classic Godzilla themes was amazing. It was like emotional and epic. And then yeah. paired with like Godzilla's walking up on the city. And it's like that classic boom, 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 boom. I'm jealous. I need to see it. I saw it in IMAX. Yeah. So Blair, have, hearing that Blair on the IMAX gave me such an emotional reaction. <laughs> and I don't want to say too much because you haven't seen the movie, but yeah, it uses the classic Godzilla theme. And obviously, I don't. I'm not going to say where, but it does have the bum 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 bum. Like you know that shit us Godzilla fans love. It's like yeah. cocaine to us. <laughs> Yes. So favorite score was very easy. It was the easiest pick for me. It's Godzilla minus one. How okay. about you? I can't wait to see it. <laughs> um, you get me excited. So, oh my gosh, people on really think I love this film. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is on here more than anything. Well, almost more than anything. Um, so favorite score... And maybe I just, and I'm really good with music, but maybe, I don't know. When it comes to making lists, I be thinking about stuff. And then when I hear this back, I'm like, damn, I should have chose that or I should have chose that. But right now, um, I just have Evil Dead Rise for favorite score that I enjoyed so far. That was a good and, one. Yeah. Now, there's no, I forgot his name and Evil Dead 2013 because that score was phenomenal in the mm. Evil Dead 2013 but they did a great job with this one. It, it felt like I, I, I sensed the dread. It added to some scenes. It um, it was some uh, um, effects and noises that I heard along with the score that's playing in certain scenes that kind of creeped me out. And um, yeah, they. I feel like when you have an Evil Dead movie, you have to have like a a good score to go along with that. And I think you know, Army, not Army of Darkness, but Evil Dead 1 didn't really have a soundtrack, but Evil Dead 2 did a little bit. Um, and obviously 2013, Army of Darkness, of course, did. And now this one, it does. And I actually enjoyed the score. So, yeah. Nice pick. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on to favorite monster, Ooh. which Academy Awards, what are you doing? How come you don't have a best monster category, dummies? <laughs> Right. They don't like horror, unfortunately. They don't like cinema. They don't. No, that's, that's a bit harsh, but... <laughs> no, well, I mean, they like cinema, but they don't like cinema. They don't like all cinema, I should say. It's rude. It's very rude. Very rude. But that's where we come in. The next category is favorite monster. And my nominees are... You already guessed it cocaine bear <laughs> i'm not kidding i <laughs> love this movie it of all the movies released in 2023 of which i've seen over 50 mm -hmm. it isn't in my top 10 comfortably okay it never left my top 10 it it, it claimed number one and back in february when it's 
had like three other movies to compete against yeah. and kind of lost it to various movies throughout the way, but it never left the top 10. Okay. So I'm happy you really enjoyed that movie. Like I had a lot of fun. A lot of people took it like, well, some people that I know took it a bit serious. Like, Oh, like it's more funny than anything. I'm like, dude, there's a fucking movie called cocaine beer. Like, what do you expect? What did you want from the movie? Like, <laughs> right. I had a good time. It was so much fun to me. I think Elizabeth Banks made it specifically for me. Yeah, at the end, it's Austin Torres for Austin yeah. Torres. And she knocked it out of the park. Top 10 movie. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but no, I loved Cocaine Bear. Like I said earlier, it's a throwback to the creature features I loved growing up. So I, I do have an inherent bias towards that. But that's also the just kind of movies I love to watch and the kind of movies I want to make. So, yes, mm-hmm. I loved Cocaine Bear. No irony whatsoever. I'm going to nominate Maggot Mommy from Evil Dead Rise. Okay. One of the best. Like, and my favorite Deadite. Just yeah. my favorite Deadite. She was phenomenal. Again, she yeah. was the movie. Like, we had other Deadites in that film, but she played, obviously, the lead Deadite, and right. she, again, nailed it. You know, characteristics, movement, facial expressions, uh, kills, you name it, like, she made me uncomfortable. <laughs> 100%. So, yeah, I get why she's on your list. My next nominee is a movie I was not expecting to like, let alone love. And this is its only appearance on this list because it's not a conventionally speaking good movie. Okay. But I'm giving it four stars because I love it. And this was the best place to put it. I am going to nominate Alpha, the sloth, from Slotherhouse. <laughs> I've never seen it. But <laughs> okay. it was so fun. <laughs> okay. I'm going to check it was that so out. fun. It's that one's a campy creature. I love feature. a good camp. Yeah. It's very, it's different from Cocaine Bear because I don't think Cocaine Bear is campy. Really? I consider, I mean, it has I mean, I know moment. they literally camp. Like, <laughs> it's literally at a camp. I get right. that. To me, Cocaine Bear is doing something different from what I think is like true camp. Okay. I think it's more going towards that that snarkiness that the 90s creature features have. Mm. Where I think Cocaine Bear in movies like Anaconda and Lake Placid, they're funny, you know, they're a bit snarky, but I think they take themselves just a little bit too, they have they all have elements of camp. But I don't think they're true camp because I don't think I think they take themselves too seriously to be true camp. Slaughterhouse is true camp. Okay, that's going to be on the list as well for me to watch. And I know a lot of people didn't like it, and that's fine. You guys can have wrong opinions. I'm not here (laughs) to judge. But I think why I really connect why I specifically really connected with Slaughterhouse is to me they weren't trying to make a bad movie. They were trying to make a bad idea into a legitimately good movie. And those, whenever you make a movie like that, it's always going to be divisive. Right. So I'm not comparing this movie to Slaughterhouse at all. I'm just going to mention it 
it's kind of like when Malignant came out. Okay. Malignant is true camp. No, that is. Especially that last day. So, yes, it is. And Malignant either works or it don't for whoever watches it. I think Slaughterhouse is the same way. It's not, it is not on the same level as Malignant. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there right now. Like Malignant's a <laughs> camp masterpiece. Slaughterhouse is a camp good time. Okay. But I personally loved it because it's still a creature feature and I have a thing for creature features. Yes. And then my favorite monster, 2023, no surprises. The win is going to fucking Godzilla. <laughs> what more can I say? Right. The big G. <laughs> the big G. <laughs> um, I'm definitely gonna check out that what is it called? Slaughter House. Sloth. Slaughter House. Sloth. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. I'm gonna check that out. And I already I wrote that down and I'm checking out Godzilla minus one, obviously. Um oh, yeah. because yes, you're getting me super excited about that film. So I can't wait. Uh, if you hate Slaughterhouse, that is a okay. There's a fifty fifty chance, okay. uh, and that goes for that goes for everyone listening. <laughs> Look, you told me what it was, you know, and what it is, and I'm here for it as long as you're honest and telling me what it is, and you're going and you're not saying this is the best movie. I feel this, this, you know, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Sure, you're letting me know like this is camp. So <laughs> it's either gonna work go or it. it don't. And it does, and I'm okay with that, you know. And I love a good, right. goofy, campy. I love a lot of horrible movies, uh. So I'll be okay watching that, and I'll give yeah. you my opinion once I'm done. Oh yes, oh yes, I await it. But for right now, what was your favorite monster of 2023? So my favorite monster is Sarah from Cobweb. The spider. Oh, now, I know this is kind of a spoiler. I'm so sorry for people that have not seen this movie, but there is a monster. <laughs> and I like this creature design. It was really creepy. It was a true surprise what we got in this movie. And I said, you know what? It lives up to the title. Because I was trying to understand, like, why is it called Cobweb? Like, whatever. Sure. Maybe it's just one of those, like, metaphor type things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, Movie's creepy, awesome performances. The way it looks is amazing. I was in it, and I'm curious to know who's behind this wall talking. And then when we finally get that reveal, I'm like, oh, <laughs> it was a pretty cool design. Um, and we don't get this type of creature feature, and I'm excited. That's, you know, I want to see more yeah. movies like this going forward. You know, because it, it was again a legit surprise. We didn't know what it was until it was revealed and how dangerous. Uh, this creature you know is so yes Sarah's uh, spider woman I like her <laughs> that's a good that's a good pick I dig it and I actually I actually just watched cobweb the other day so I'm yeah. really glad I did something was telling me you gotta watch cobweb before you do this episode with Bobby something was telling <laughs> me that and then yeah. I did and I was like oh okay yeah I dig it I'm glad I watched it yeah Moving on to our favorite kills. Ooh. My nominees, I'm going to nominate the parade scene from Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know what? The I had that on my scene. list, too. I had that on Just... my list, too. But I chose a different scene in that film. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. Fair. No, there, there are no wrong answers when it comes to that movie. 
Mm-mm. But that was the one that had me like, like it got the most reaction out of me. I'll say it that mm-hmm. way. It was awesome. Right. I'm going to nominate the parents and Cobweb. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave it at that because I know a lot of people haven't seen that movie yet. Yeah. But it that scene does a specific thing that I hate in a good way. Okay. The only other time I've seen it, I guess they did it kind of in Evil Dead Rise, but it was a bit different. The only time I've ever seen something like this was not in a horror movie. It was in Quentin Tarantino's The Hateful Eight. Mm. And no, it's just a specific thing that upsets me in Mm. a good way. And that's why I'm nominating it. I'm nominating, I don't know how to describe it, but... In the hit creature feature, The Meg 2, there's a scene. Wait, have you seen The Meg 2? I haven't. I've seen regular Meg. Meg 2 came out this year, right? Yep. Yeah. I haven't get, I gotten a chance to see that yet. Spoil, spoiler alert for The Meg 2, so skip ahead like 30 seconds if uh, <laughs> you don't want to hear it. Sorry, Bobby, I'm spoiling it for you. No, it's fine. It's totally okay. It's The Meg. <laughs> there's... There's a scene where the characters are underwater, deep, deep underwater for some reason. I don't remember. I saw this movie in August. But uh, the main characters, like, go back to, like, the submarine or whatever or the underwater base. I don't remember. But they go in and they go into the depressor tube. But one of the characters has a crack in her fucking helmet. Mm hmm. And when the thing, when the uh, room depressurizes, it just implodes her head, and it was awesome. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's great! And um, and when that scene happened in the move in the movie, when I saw it in theaters, the six year old girl, uh, kind of by me, I, like tapped on her dad, and they left the theater. Oh. <laughs> So, I mean, she came back. Heart... She came back. She came back. Okay. But okay. <laughs> there's a reason she left at that spot. I don't think I, I choose to believe that wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. It was awesome. And then my winner is the ambulance scene from Cocaine Bear. <laughs> I love it. Which I think this is the first time I've actually gave Cocaine Bear a win. I keep nominating it because yeah. I truly love it. I felt it coming. A, I felt it was always it was always a bridesmaid, never a bride. And finally, the ambulance scene. Just this I is... love that scene when I first yeah. saw it in theaters, and it's still my favorite kill scene of the year. Nice, yeah. That scene was wild. I remember seeing it. I'm just like, imagine just being in the just inside and then the fucking beard just <laughs> you're done you're done what can yep. you do what can you do um good one um mine's is so obviously i was going through a bunch of kills i was going to choose like when evil lurks with the whole um, woman with the ex when she kept hitting yep. herself in the face um i was going to choose the little girl and uh when evil lurks with the dog <laughs> Oh my gosh, technically she died, even though she's, have you ever seen it before? She's now something, but technically the little girl's dead. But that scene, oh my gosh. That was something else. Yes. And I said this on, you know, 
the podcast with Mike, I was just saying like that scene, you knew something was coming. You knew what's coming. It just was like a tease. It was just like they kept showing the camera at the dog and a little girl. And you you felt it, but it's like, just give it to me now. I need to just get it over with. Like just get her and then let's move on. And then when it finally happened, I literally jumped. I gagged. I covered my mouth. Like it was intense. But it's not my number one. My number one is Yulia's death in Thanksgiving when she got the uh, the corn and the cop holder things in her ear. And then she got tossed onto the little saw thing and all her guts start coming out. Woo! Crazy. Good scene. Good kill. I was going to choose when the mom got cooked inside the oven, but no. <laughs> I like Yulia's death a little bit better. That's my well, that's, favorite kill. That's the thing with Thanksgiving is there every... Every kill in that movie is an all-timer. Yeah. And there is no wrong answers because I I when I, my pick for that movie was the parade scene, my secondary pick was just the whole Black Friday opening. <laughs> yes. So, no, that movie that movie delivers and there's also this really fun moment where the final girls being chased by the slasher in like mm-hmm. the beauty part, the beauty um, salon oh, room yeah. of the st- of the school, and to me, I was getting major Jurassic Park vibes of mm-hmm. the raptors in the kitchen, yes. and I'm always a sucker for shit like that. Uh, but it is finally time for favorite film. Here we go. I have five nominees. Okay. Wait, hold on. I'm going to put up my letterbox. I'm, I'm going to try to have some nominees, but you go ahead. I have okay. my favorite film, but I might want to have some honorables as well. So, All right. I will rank them from five going up to my very favorite of the year. Okay. Yeah, I'll just say it. My number five is When Evil Lurks, mm-hmm. which I think might be a little surprising because I now not I nominated and it won. I think it's the best scary movie of the year. But that don't mean okay. it's my favorite. All right. I think there's a difference. Yes. Because the way I always the way I always think about it is, while I think Schindler's List is a much better movie than Godzilla versus Kong, I choose to rewatch Godzilla versus Kong more than I choose to rewatch Schindler's List. Right. So I think there's a difference between a favorite and a best. Although sometimes they, you know, uh, go hand in hand. Like how mm-hmm. Jurassic Park's my favorite movie of all time and also happens to be one of the best movies of all time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so it goes both ways. But yeah, When Evil Lurks is my number five. No One Will Save You is my number four. All right. Talk to Me is my number three. Cocaine Bear is my unironic number two. <laughs> and I truly thought it was going to be my number one. But... but... You already know what I'm about to say. The big G came in last <laughs> month of the year and took the number one spot. My favorite horror film of the year is Godzilla minus one. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I was not expecting that, like, heading into the year, you know? Yeah. I was expecting Evil Dead you. Rise or Scream 6 to be my favorite at the end of the year. Yeah. And they're not in my top i like those movies a lot too i like them a lot but i just happen to like these five more more. yeah fair enough fair enough how about you bobby okay um so i don't have any 
no particular order as far as my honorable mentions, but I'm just going to name a few. Um, I will come out and say Cobweb is one of my favorites of the year. Talk to Me is one of my favorites of the year. Um, the Blackening was definitely one of my favorites. Oh, of the I didn't see it yet. The Blackening is hilarious. It's more comedy horror, but it's still along the lines of horror. It's a great film. So good. No One Will Save You, of course. But in Hell, Hell House, LLC. Oh, right, I right. always trip over that fucking movie. It's the <laughs> Hell House part. <laughs> that is like my number two. I'm just going to say like borderline but my number one is your number five is when evil lurks (laughs) that is my number one that was a surprise to me because much like you my friend i thought scream six was going to be like my favorite of the year and stuff and maybe even talk to me but that movie surprised me um and it left me with feelings (laughs) and that's how i go based off of movies like i can enjoy a movie for the fun of it but if you leave an impression on me, like me feeling shit inside of myself, like emotion and me enjoying the film and feeling creeped out and scared and just imagine if this was like real life and we have to go through this, that would be crazy, like cuckoo bananas. So um, yes, When Evil Lurks is my number one of the year. It caught me by surprise and... I recommended it to a friend actually the other night and he texted me the next day and said, I'm gagging. Um, I knew he was going to come through that movie was absolutely like one of the best of this year. I like, I know. Right. Like it's crazy. Now, granted, some people might not like that movie, but you know, for me, I, especially if you're into possession films, this is a different take on possession films. Yeah. Um, Cause you're so used to the, the black eyes or the white eyes and the the voices changing and stuff. This is a totally different version of possession. And um, I suggest that everybody go take a look and uh, let me know what your thoughts. So yes, that's my number one. Yes. So you guys heard it here first. The best horror films of 2023 are Godzilla minus one and when evil lurks. Yes. Yes. I'm okay and with that list. And I'm okay and with think... it too, even though I haven't seen Godzilla, but I have a feeling if I see it, it will probably climb up, climb up on my list. And I think I Talk To it. Me and No One Will Save You were in both of our top fives. Oh, yes. 100%. So I'll add them to the best ones, and then I'll make Cobweb, Hellhouse, Origins, LLC. I don't remember the rest of it. But the new or yeah, the new one uh, and cocaine bear. I'll make those the honorable mentions. Yes. <laughs> those are great picks, though. Those are all amazing picks. Um, it was and, a fun year for horror. Yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you that. Like, do you think that this year was a great year for horror? I think it was a good year for horror. OK. I think 2022 was a great year for horror. OK. I think 2023 right. was better than 2021. All right. I think it's better than 2020. Well, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, the, but the, like the, the pancake that was happening. Right. <laughs> but like, I think it was better. I think this was a better year in horror than 2019. And there was bangers in 2019. Dr. Sleep. I'm like, oh, yes. Mm. But of, of recent years of like what I can think, I think 2022 is still one of the best years in horror. It was all killer, no filler, pun intended. 
<laughs> but 2023 had some bangers. Yeah. Had some bang. It had some classic. Had some classic uh, franchises coming back in Evil Dead, in Scream, yeah. in Saw, yeah. in Insidious. Yeah, I'm sorry that which, movie didn't make my list. I I didn't make mine either, but yeah. I, I'll give it a shout out now. We got a new Insidious movie. Patrick yeah. Wilson got to direct a movie. Good for yeah. him. I'm a Good fan of him. Yeah. Um, and it it wasn't a bad first film. You know, it was not a bad directorial debut. So, I would see his next movie. Okay. Uh we got a new Saw movie. Mm-hmm. We got a new Exorcist. Like big. Yeah. Horror movies, e- like either came back with a vengeance, or they kept their uh, their current franchises going. Mm-hmm. We got a bunch of great original horror movies. Yes, like When Evil Lurks. Talk to me is original. Talk to me, yeah. Talk to me yeah. is original. No one will save you. Thank you. Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and these are all different kinds of there's a bunch of slashers out we get saw the return of the creature feature yes i mean there's a big i mean so many creature features cocaine bear godzilla mm. um the mag two slaughterhouse cobweb <laughs> is kind of a kind of a creature feature in a yeah. sense in a sense and there's a movie um that i watched recently i'm gonna just shout it out um mm-hmm. i think it's called dark harvest oh, i haven't uh, seen that yet i had uh, well i watched it recently because mike was telling me to watch it because it was on his top and i was just like oh my gosh <laughs> let me watch it um i will say creature feature for sure a uh, different take on creature feature but yes um, i'm not gonna tell you anything about it but i will say it's worth a watch and when you watch it austin let me know what you think because i'm on a i'm on the side where i'm just like mm, i wouldn't say the best maybe okay. an honorable mention but for you you might really enjoy it but okay. i will i do appreciate that like you said creature features coming back so we're starting to see um some old monsters and some original new monsters that's coming out yeah. and i will i do say i i will i do appreciate that and you know this is a year without mikey my my we've been having all these years without him so right. <laughs> you know what and it's it's time you know it's time to give mikey hey. my my a rest Halloween ended. It did. Well, for now. <laughs> you can't kill the boogeyman, but it'd be kind of it'd be kind of silly to have a movie called Halloween Ends. Right. And then and then next year, like, yeah. So he, Mikey Mime is on vacation. He he's yeah. earned it. Ghostface, uh I was about to say Ghostface can handle the range for a while, but Ghostface ain't coming back. That oh, it needs to take a long, long rest yeah, for now. Sp- spyglass fucked up and yeah. they fucked up big so yes. but i'm excited for 2024 yeah. and those movies there's a new become... alien movie yes and i can't wait to talk about that so when it comes out let's talk about that movie okay oh yeah fede oh, yeah. alvarez is it fede alvarez who's directing mm-hmm. it yes he did evil did 2013 he did um don't breathe one and yep. two so i'm curious to know what he's gonna do with that i'm so excited because i I'm the one that likes the Xenomorph over the Predator. I was always team Xenomorph. Even though the Predator has all the fun gadgets and, you know, they look cool, I'm a more of a Xenomorph alien type dude. So I'm excited for this movie. But I, I'm, I'm very excited for 
what 2024 will bring. I didn't go ahead and look what movies are coming out. So off of the top of my head, all I know is Night Swim because that's coming out in like a week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've I've been seeing the commercials for that on TV. Um, right. I'll probably check it out. Yeah, same here. It, it looks fun. Um, I know. I mean, I've been I've been so excited for the new Alien movie, especially Fede Alvarez. I have no expectations other than I just want it to be fucking gross. Same. I think Definitely he's the like guy. That. Yes. Um, and that's the thing. Alien effects. movies are always gross. Yes. So as long as, as it practical. stays gross. Oh yeah. I'm excited to see what's to come for this year and the surprises that we're going to get. And yeah, I'm ready. Oh yes. 2024. I wish you the best 2024, Bobby. I wish you, the listeners, the best 2024. And uh, Bobby, where can people find you? And what do you got coming up in early 2024? (laughs) Yes. Well, Austin, again, congratulations uh, to the 100th episode. And you're keep going, my friend. I'm going to keep saying this over and over again. You deserve it, like, 1,000%. You're one of the most hardworking people I know. So keep it up, my friend. Um, and thank you for having me. And hopefully, I, well, not hopefully. I know you're going to have an awesome fucking 2024. I just know it. So that's no, there's no doubt about it. So, yes, me, you can find me um, <laughs> on People Under the Scares with Michael Anthony. That's my co-host. He's been on the show a couple times here. Um, and... Bobby Torres with a Z, not an S on Twitter and Instagram. And Bobby likes to spook you on my YouTube page. It's a little, you know, vacant there, but I'm coming back soon, folks. I'm coming back. So uh, get ready. Okay. And you can find me all of those platforms. <laughs> oh, and Scream Kings. Scream Kings on YouTube as well. Yes. Don't call it a comeback. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> That was a little ref- reference to LL Cool J, who in yes. the hit cr- ni- late 90s creature feature, Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all the comes deepest, back. The bluest, my head is like a shark fan. <laughs> <laughs> all righty, man. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. appreciate it. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Thanks so much for Bobby for joining me. This is always a blast when Bobby's on the show. And yeah, it was a really fun 2023 in terms of horror. I think we're going to have a good 2024 for horror movies. Yeah, a bunch of fun movies are coming out. There's a new Omen. There's Nosferatu later in the year. You guys, as you heard, I'm very excited for Alien Romulus. It's the 45th anniversary of Alien this year. So 2024 looks to be the year of the Xenomorph. It's going to be a lot of fun. A reminder, I just became an affiliate for Fangoria, one of the premier brands in horror. I definitely recommend checking out their magazine and even subscribing. And if you decide to do that, don't forget to use the promo code WOULDYOUDIESHOW for 20% off your entire order. If you like this show, please let me know. Leave a review and rate on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to this show. Also, feel free to interact with me on the social media. You can use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. I'm on all those. It may not seem like a lot, but trust me, every single like, share, comment, follow, whatever, it really, really helps this podcast grow and keep me going. 
and I'm really interested. What do you guys think on how I'm doing? Do you, what do you like about this show? What are some areas I can improve? Maybe guests you want me to try and get? Monsters you want me to try to talk about? 2024, it's a brand new year, and anything I can do to make this show a better listen for you guys, I'm all ears. You can find the show's social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Would You Die Show. Also, now you can follow me on TikTok at Would You Die Podcast. Would You Die is a partner with the Three Wise Men Media, a Metro Detroit-based group of awesome guys, Kyle, Tyler, and Dylan, where they bring you professional wrestling, independent comic books, and so much more. The music you hear at the beginning and end of each episode is composed by my friend, Josie Palmer. Next week... We are covering one of the greatest sci-fi horror movie franchises, monsters ever, and I'm surprised it's taken over 100 episodes to talk about this iconic creature. But, yeah, you guys, you guys are going to like this one. Until next time, I'm Austin Torres. Try not to die.